Welcome to the first episode of the CP for Three podcast with your host, Christian Panagos. Here we'll be discussing the NBA, NFL, college, and high school basketball, along with college football. Today's topic being NBA free agency with only days away. We are joined here with Jack Bergamiti and Johnny Membrino. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. It's, it's really a pleasure. This is a great free agency, a lot of big names. You know, it's going to be really exciting these next few days. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's one of the most influential uh, reading classes of all time. So, in this free agency class, there's def- definitely different tiers. Let's start off with the top tier. We have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. We're start off with Kevin Durant here. I think Kevin Durant will sign with the New York Knicks. He's been linked to the Knicks for the whole season. He, this may sound like a dumb detail, but his mom's second favorite player was Carmelo Anthony, and she's been a Knicks fan her whole life. Kevin Durant's brother has been seen in New York and with uh, Knicks officials and has been liking posts saying, even though this could be a few trolls, Katie, the Knicks, wait till you see it. Kevin Durant has also been uh, saying around the league that he's signed the Knicks and already recruiting players. I really, really don't think that these rumors are just made up because it would, it would be the biggest troll of all time if he didn't sign with the Knicks. Along with this, Knicks have an amazing young core of R.J. Barrett, who just got drafted third overall last week, Kevin Knox, and Mitchell Robinson. The Knicks also have one of the most respected coaches in the league in David Fisdale, and plus they play in Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena for a reason. To go along with a well, well-respected coach in David Fisdale, I think the Knicks uh, for Kevin Durant is a great option. Plus, they have two max slots, $70 million, so they can go sign another star to go along with him. So, KD, MSG is waiting for you. Well, before you go, I just want to add to that. Even more important than Melo's mom being a Knicks fan, he's friends with Royal Ivy, who's the Knicks assistant coach, played in the Thunder together. Um, I mean, he's, been, he's, he's friends with Lance Thomas, some of the Knicks. He's close with DeAndre Jordan, too, which is on the Knicks' best season. I mean, and his agent is a Knicks fan. I mean, everything points to the Knicks. All right, so what I'm thinking here, I pretty, I'm almost positive Kevin Durant will sign with the Brooklyn Nets. And I know you guys are talking about his friends and how he has all these connections to the Knicks. But honestly, it's his decision. It's the first time he can choose where he's going to go. Like, he wants to go to a, a franchise that has stability and has a, has a great coach. And while you can say the Knicks have a great coach in David Fisdale, Kenny Atkinson has proved he's able to lead a team to the playoffs with a roster that doesn't have that much talent. And Kevin Durant. He wants, he wants stability. Like, the Knicks, with their owner, James Dolan, I think it's a big factor. A lot of dysfunction there. And he just, he just came off three years with the Warriors with, he doesn't know if he can trust them anymore. You know, they, they push him back from injury. He wants to go to a team where he knows they have great doctors, which is the, his doc, the doctor who performed the surgery on him, Dr. Martin O'Malley. He uh, is a doctor for the Nets, so I think that's, that's a big factor also. He knows he can trust them. The Nets have some of the greatest facilities in basketball brand new, and just the culture that, like, Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks, they praise, you know? Like, they talk about it all the time. And I think Kevin Durant, with this signing of Kyrie Irving, will see the Nets as a great opportunity to win, especially in the East. I mean, I know the Knicks are also in the East, but they haven't made the playoffs in about five years. Nets just made it to the playoffs. They just need the next step to get to push them into the finals. I mean, the Knicks, they have so so many more stepping stones where they need to get there. Like Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson, those guys are so young. They haven't proven themselves to be good players in the NBA. The surrounding players on the Nets, you got Karis LeVert, Spencer Nino, they have, they're in their prime. They've proven that they can be effective players on the, at this level. And with the addition of Kyrie, that would be a perfect duo to form with those guys. So, Kevin Durant to the Nets. I mean, I agree. I agree with that. The Knicks young core, like, they're really young. They're a lot younger than the Nets guys, especially. Um, but, Kevin is going to be injured for a whole year. It's going to give them a whole another year to, like, have a whole another year in the NBA, get more experience. And Kyrie can, if Kyrie comes, he can mentor them for that one year. And then when Katie comes back, he'll be healthy and they'll be all more experienced. They'll be a much better team. I mean, I don't think I would rely on Kyrie as a great mentor for young players, considering what he did with the Celtics, throwing his players under the bus, including Tatum, when he said, I should have the ball in my hands at the end of the game. I don't think that's the type of guy you would want on your team to count on to mentor young players. With the Nets, he wouldn't really have to do that. Like, and he would, they know he's a good leader, but it's just a better situation that he would go into. Well, the Kevin Durant signing has to, is a huge role on Kyrie Irving. Even though Woj today said that Kevin Durant is looking to make his own move, we all, we all know that's not true. Now let's just move on to Kyrie Irving because he plays such a huge factor. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are best of friends in the NBA. Even everyone's seen the video of them at All-Star Weekend talking. Everyone knows that they've been hanging out, but they've always wanted to play together. This summer would be the perfect opportunity for them. 
but no one really knows how big this is going to be. This is the biggest thing in the NBA. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the league and the best point guard in the league, could easily team up. Now the two teams they could talk to are the Nets and the Knicks, who are both have been linked to. Let's let's hear about the Nets case. I do believe Kyrie Irving will sign with the Nets. Nets has come off a terrific season where they way way overachieved. Let's just put that out there. D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie are very good players. D'Angelo Russell has to be uh, he's an elite point guard in the league. I think he's finally established himself as that. But these other guys, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Joe Harris. Not on the team anymore. They're not on the team? Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Oh, Rondé. My mistake. Uh, but those other guys, Joe Harris, they, they really have not proven much. I'm not going to lie. They, they, D'Lo was the reason that they were so good last year. And the Nets are so quickly to move on from him, which just shows that the Nets have no stability and they're, out, and they're just forcing out. Listen to this. Kyrie Irving has always been said he wants to be the man of the team. He forced himself out of the Cavs. And we all know he just didn't want to play without LeBron. Kyrie, you will never be the so-called man of the team. The Nets are the most irrelevant franchise in the NBA. Last in attendance. And Kyrie Irving wants, wants the glory. You're not going to get it with the Nets. The Nets are a poorly run franchise no matter uh, their history has shown it. Sean Marks, I'll give him credit. He is 10 times better than Billy King in the last ownership. Because overall, the Nets are not well run. They've been in the tank for as long as I can imagine. Kyrie Irving, come to the Garden and play with Kevin Durant, and you will win championships. Okay, well, I thought we were talking about free agency predictions, not bashing on a team for no reason. But I also do agree that Kevin, I mean that Kyrie Irving is going to the Knicks, but for very different reasons. First of all, the Nets know who, what they're getting in Kyrie. They wouldn't be pursuing him so much if they didn't think it would work. And second of all, we all know D'Lo is a great player, and he's the reason the Nets made the playoffs. But you can't say that D'Lo is better, is a much better player than Kyrie. Kyrie has won an NBA championship, and he has led his team to the playoffs multiple times. If you have the chance to get a top 10 player in the league, a generational player, you're not going to pass up on that for D'Angelo Russell, who will be great, but you know, hasn't really proven himself in the league just yet. He ju- he's just starting to. And you know, like, Nets fans, they're, they're really struggling to decide, D'Lo or Kyrie. But once, if Kyrie comes to the Nets, he'll be the first star the Nets ever get in Brooklyn. The first one they've ever, ever had. I mean, Darren Williams didn't work out at all. So this will be the first real star that they have been able to sign in free agency. So that'll be huge for the Nets. And all the fans would totally embrace him. Second of all, this situation, very different from Boston. Boston, he, he went into a team, and that, those, that young core of Rozier, Tatum, and Brown, when they, two years ago, when they had that nice run in the playoffs, that told themselves that they could be successful without Kyrie. So when Kyrie came back that year, it was a huge adjustment. And um, Kyrie did not do a good job of mentoring them. It just didn't really work out. On the Nets, though, the Nets, they know they're a playoff team. And meanwhile, Joe Harris, who is not an irrelevant player, three-point champion, Spencer Dewey, sixth man of the year finalist last year, skills champion. And Karis LeVert, great young player who was averaging over 20 points a game before his horrible injury that he had in, in November of last year. That's a great young core, but they're not, they're not so young that they're, that they're going to be shook by Kyrie's like, personality or whatever. They, the Nets have openly expressed that they're willing to, get, to sign max free agents. Kyrie was seen hanging out in a Brooklyn club with Jared, with Jared Dell and Carisler only a few weeks ago. And that's no, they need these free agents to make, for them to take that next step. And, I mean, Kyrie, he's just, he's just one of those steps. He's the first step, then Kevin Durant's the second step to get, make them win their first NBA championship. And I, I get that Kyrie obviously has connections to the Nets, but, I mean, even um, when he requested the trade when he was on Cleveland, he said that New York, the Knicks specifically, held a special place in his heart. He he's a he's been a Knicks fan. He he that was one of his that was one of the teams he wanted to go to. So the Nets. Okay, the Nets saying, were not one of the four yes, teams. Yes, they were. The it, was four the, teams. it was the Nets, Knicks, Celtics, and someone else. The, the four teams were the Timberwolves, the Heat, uh, the Spurs, and the Knicks. Yes, that were those were teams. Spurs. Yes, the yes, Spurs, the Spurs were, part were of a that, team. Surprisingly, yep. um, I mean, I get why he wanted to go to the Knicks, but if you want to. KD wants to go there, I believe, more than the Nets. Kyrie will not convince him to go to the Nets. It's just, it's not going to happen. I think he's going to the Knicks. It's the Mecca. I mean, last in attendance, Nets, or sold out games in Madison Square Garden. I'd like to add another thing to the Kyrie Irving uh, situation. Kyrie, I really thought that Boston was the ideal situation for this year. 
they have an amazing GM, or we thought an amazing GM, as the media says. Danny Ainge is extremely overrated, in my opinion. Brad Stevens, very overrated. Uh, and you kind of proved that they can't really handle, um, what's it, I don't know what the right word is, like, um, someone who's interesting. And you are a very interesting player. You have the best handles of all time, and you bring this type of flair that Boston hasn't really seen ever. They've always had, not, not saying Larry Bird and Bill Russell are bad, but they, they're just different than you. And I think that uh, you also showed that how overrated the, the Celtics' young core was. But I just have one question for you, Kyrie. If you're leaving the Celtics and you sign with the Nets, why are you going to a less talented young core that you couldn't handle? That's it for you, Kyrie. All up to you. Hey, would anyone else like to add into all the Kyrie Irving debate? Well, I think Kyrie knows what he's doing. If he knows what he's getting into with the Nets. And if you're saying he would go to a less talented young core with the Nets, you can't make the argument he should go to the Knicks if they have an even less talented young core. I mean, this, you could argue that the Celtics and the Nets' young core is basically identical since the Celtics' young core drastically underperformed this year. But you can't say he's going to Knicks because of their young core if their young core has literally proven nothing and Kevin Knox has had one of the worst rookie seasons of all time. I wouldn't say one of the worst. He still averaged 13 points a game. He had he didn't it have a great. Was, it wasn't good. He didn't have a good like true shooting percentage. I'll give you that. It wasn't good at all. It was bad. but not one of the worst. Well, 13 you're not, points a game. You're not going to sign with the team for the next four years because of because of because of Kevin Knox. I get that. I get that. Because of Kevin Knox. You can't say he had one of the worst. He averaged 13 points a game. It's not like he was shooting that bad. He wasn't shooting good we're at not, all. We're not talking about Kevin Knox. Well, I mean, the, Ky the Kyrie Irving situation has to be even more interesting than Kevin Durant because he has—he admits he's a, um, a very he's a different type of player. But now we're going to talk to someone who's the polar opposite, Kawhi Leonard. The man has no, and I mean no expression. No one has any idea what he is thinking. But I, th I feel like Ka uh, Kawhi Leonard will sign with the Lakers. I've never believed the thought that he or anyone else has no interest in playing with LeBron or the Lakers in general. Anthony Davis wanted to play. Dwayne Wade wanted to play. Um, although winning the championship with the Raptors makes them very appealing with all the support. I mean, he literally has his own country on his back. I still feel like his focus this whole year has been uh, the Lakers. Or not necessarily the Lakers, just LA in general. And I really don't believe that the Clippers are going to be able to replicate what they did last year. I mean, they had an amazing season. And Doc Rivers is an amazing coach. Jerry West, he's 82 years old. but is a great uh, president of basketball operations. And the owner, Steve Ballmer, is a great owner. But the Clippers are a very good chance of losing Patrick Beverly. It's reported that he wants a three-year, $40 million contract, and that's going to eat up a ton of the cap. And I don't think that Clippers team, even though the West is wide open with the Warriors' uh, injury situation, I don't think the Clippers uh, are going to be any better just because they add Kawhi Leonard. And lastly, everyone, and I mean everyone, just forgot about the dark horse, Kawhi Leonard's uncle. Kawhi Leonard's uncle forced him out of San Antonio. He's been labeled by a cancer to many teams. He was, uh, there was a rumor last year reported that Kawhi Leonard was interested in the Knicks. Why would Kawhi Leonard have been interested in the Knicks this time last year? They had, they had almost nothing at this point. But Kawhi Leonard's uncle has made many decisions in his career. He forced him out of Jordan's into New Balance, which was a great move. At, at the time, it wasn't that to be. So I really think that uh, Kawhi Leonard's decision is ultimately going to be expected by his team, not him. I don't think he – no one knows Kawhi enough to know – what he's thinking, but I, this history has shown that he allows his uh, agency to make more decisions. I find it really interesting. Uh, today's story came out. It was reported by Brad Turner that he uh, requested a meeting with Magic Johnson and Jeannie Buss. Magic Johnson is no longer with the Lakers, so it's very interesting to me that Kawhi Leonard wants to meet with them and not who actually is running the show. No one really knows who's running the show with the Lakers because it's such a dysfunction, but uh, with her and with Magic Johnson and Jeannie Buss. Well, I 100% think that that um, Kawhi Leonard is going to sign with the Toronto Raptors. And here's why. Why would you leave a – it's a, such a perfect situation that he would honestly be dumb to leave for anywhere, especially the Lakers. The, with the Raptors, obviously, as Christian stated before, he's, he has a country on his back. You know, everyone is supporting him. He, won, he, won, he got Toronto their first NBA championship. He has a free house, free food. Everything is free, and his team it fits him so well. Like he has great support, a supporting cast with Marcus Sewell, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry. They all they all just work so well together. And if he were to go to the Lakers, that would honestly be one of the worst moves that could happen in this free agency. Three of the best 
three of the top five players in the NBA on one team, how awful would that be? That that like that's like literally if you thought the Warriors were a super team, well just think about this. Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis all on the same exact team. Like obviously if that if that on paper should easily win the NBA championship and shouldn't even be close. But how much would respect would Kyrie have if he went to the Lakers? That would just that would be seen as a Kevin Durant for the Warriors, ten times worse in my opinion. I mean, if he stays with the Raptors, he still has a great chance of winning another NBA ch- championship. The East is awful. He only pretty much he only has to get through um, Milwaukee's buck, the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. I mean, Sixers are a threat, but we don't know about Jimmy Butler and Spice Harris. So let's say they both leave. It's pretty much the Bucks and the Raptors are the only two teams that can that can get out of the East. So I mean, I think Kawhi, if they run it back with the Raptors, is a totally great chance of winning another NBA championship. If he were to go to the Lakers, I mean. With all that dysfunction with Magic and Rafalinka, like why would you why would you want to go there? You don't know what you're getting there. It's like a dark hole. Like there's a there's a reason that um, the Lakers haven't gotten anyone in free agency these past years except LeBron James, of course. And I mean Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they're great together already. You don't need a Kyrie. I mean you don't need a you don't need a Kawhi. It would just add more guys. Like there's only one ball, as everyone says. They can't all have a ball at the same time. So, I mean, I don't think Kawhi is going to want to be the third best guy on the team, or however you want to look at it, but one of them is going to be the third third guy on the team. So, yeah, that's what I have to say. I agree. I think the Lakers would be better off going for less um, guys that don't want as much money, you know. But um, I, I agree. I think Kyle Leonard is going to sign with the representative. I mean, if he's not completely sold on staying there long term, I think he'd be better. I think most likely what's going to happen is maybe he'll sign like a short-term deal, like a like a one-year deal with a player option or like a two-year deal if he's not completely sold on staying with Toronto. I don't think Lakers only because I don't think he wants to play with LeBron. I feel like I feel like it's just how would he want to play with LeBron? He, he needs the ball in his hands and if you have to play with AD and LeBron like you said there's only one ball he won't be able to score as much and I think the Clippers make sense obviously we've been hearing that for a while but I just think the best situation is in Toronto with all the Kyle Lowry coming back, Pascal Siakam, Marcus all picked up his player option. You're not losing anyone from that young corner. Ben Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam coming back. You got Nick Nurse, one of the best coaches in the game. And Masai Ujiri has come back as the uh, GM of the basketball operations. Also, if you go to the Clippers, I don't see the Clippers getting out of the first round of the playoffs. The, the West is absolutely stacked. Like, why would, you, why would you want to go to the Clippers when you don't even know who is even the second best player on the Clippers? I don't even know. Williams. The sixth man, Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah, if they get Kawhi, but you know Patrick you know, Beverly could be leaving. He, he might be a free agent also. You don't you don't know who is is going to be the guy like on the Raptors. You know Kyle Lowry is the second guy, and you have all these other this great supporting cast to help Kawhi when he's not doing. Like you saw in the NBA Finals, Fred Van Fleet hit these insane clutch shots. When Kawhi needed a little breather, like that's like I don't know who that guy would be on the Clippers. So I mean, I really that move wouldn't really make sense to me. You can't all. you can't completely bash the uh, Clippers depth. I mean, they have so many guys that can come off of Kawhi and even in the playoffs though. Yeah, they won. They took two games from a healthy Warriors team. So Lou Williams they didn't win the series. That it was. It but the obviously, series. It's, a series. It's, a, it's a healthy Warriors team. If the, if KD was healthy, that whole Raptors series, they're probably winning that series in six. It's just it's too you much know, of an overpowering team. No, no, I'm just saying the Warriors healthy with everyone on that team. Katie, Kawhi, I mean Kate, Katie, Clay, Steph, it's way too overpowering. I want to get back to this idea about not wanting to play with LeBron. What is the issue with LeBron? And I've I've never really understood why you can't play with him. And they, like I said earlier, Anthony Davis wanted to play. Dwayne Wade wanted to play. Chris Bosh wanted to play. Danny Green even mentioned to play. Even though he's nowhere near that level, he's a guy who's reported to have a big locker room ego. And uh, he's de- uh, definitely going to call not only issues, but he'll definitely be a presence. So I think the Lakers uh, are definitely a high on Kawhi's list because if he really wants to win, then he should go to the Lakers because they could have three of the top five players in the league. And I don't think Kawhi Leonard is the type of guy to care at all um, what the media thinks of him. He doesn't have social media, so he's not seeing as much as we see. And plus, Kawhi Leonard wants to build his brand, and the Lakers are the biggest brand in basketball today. No matter what they've done recently, uh, you still have a platform to put yourself all over the map if you ask not the but Lakers. But Kawhi is a quiet guy, though. Why would he want to go to the, such a big city like the Lakers when he's thrived in Toronto? Kawhi Leonard 
uh, would want to go to the Lakers because he wants to build his brand. That's been his goal his whole time. That's why he forced himself out of San Antonio. It really had nothing to do with basketball itself because he was in a fantastic situation with the greatest coach of all time. So if he was willing to leave that, why wouldn't he want to leave some place like Toronto? We've seen him in Toronto. He clearly loves Toronto. Like, you can't say he doesn't love Toronto. He spends his whole time in L.A. outside of um, – well, everyone's going to love L.A., but that doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean you can't he, play basketball in Toronto. If, if L.A. is not the right fit for him, I mean, why, I don't know why he wouldn't stay in Toronto. I mean, we know stars like the team up with LeBron, obviously with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Those guys were already, like, friends. Like, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, I don't think we can really say they're tight. Like, Kawhi Leonard, we don't know what's going through his mind. He is a weird guy, but, I mean, we don't know. I don't really see him and LeBron clicking, like... LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, like, in the locker room and stuff. I don't know if you see Kawhi Leonard, right? he has to be the guy, has to be perfect situation, and it was the perfect situation in Toronto because they won the NBA championship. With the Lakers, they would just, the, the media would blow up completely. There would be so much drama. I don't think Kawhi, I think Kawhi would know that going in. That's why he wouldn't want to sign with them. I mean, Why, if you play with AD, he took, you saw in the finals, and even in the playoffs in general, he took so many shots with the Raptors. He took so many shots per game. He's not going to be able to take all those shots. And the game-winning shot, he's not going to be able to take all those shots playing on the Lakers with a guy like LeBron who likes to take shots in the clutch. And AD, too. I mean, he needs the ball, too. He take, they all take way too many shots for them to all mesh together. So I don't see that. I don't see that working. The one thing that's certain about Kawhi Leonard's agency is no one knows what he's thinking. So I guess we're going to have to wait for Kawhi to decide. I personally think he's going to take as many meetings, or not say as many meetings, as much time as possible, because he truly uh, has many options to pick from. I don't think Kawhi would want to give up $40 million to go to the Lakers to be the third best man also. The Raptors, you get paid a lot more. Well, we've covered Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. Now we're going to move on to the second tier free agents, starting with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler will turn 30 on September 14th of this year. He needs to cash out, so obviously he's looking for a max contract. And I don't consider Jimmy Butler an A to A plus. I consider him an A minus to B plus, a, maybe A on his best nights. And I think that although he's not made to say a true superstar, the Sixers are the perfect fit for him. He's able to take the clutch shots, and he's also be able to uh, be the leader of the team. Uh, he's reported to be a locker room cancer, but on the Sixers with teams where guys are willing to win, there really were no issues. Plus, it's in the Sixers' best interest to offer him that max. And I don't see why he would want to leave all that money on the table. Yeah, I absolutely agree that Jimmy Butler will stay with the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, honestly, you could say the Sixers got unlucky. I mean, that was a lucky shot Kawhi hit. And if that doesn't go in, who knows? We could have been seeing the Sixers in the finals this year. But, I mean, they, sh they should definitely want to run it back. That team, even though it didn't seem like it 100% worked at the time, they only played, what, like 15 games together the entire season? Um, ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and Tobias Harris. You have to give it more time. And this, when the Sixers traded for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, they knew that they were going to be free agents this summer. They knew that they were going to have to re-sign them. They knew that they wanted to re-sign them. So I don't think they're just going to let Jimmy Butler walk away in free agency when they had to give up pieces to get him when they knew it was going to be a challenge for them to all – for them to be successful in the playoffs that first year. They know it was going to be a struggle. So I think running it back again will be really beneficial and creating the Sixers, the Raptors, and the Bucks to be those three teams in the East that have a chance at an NBA championship. I do agree that he there's a really good chance he will try to run it back with the Sixers. but And he's obviously trying to get – he's getting older. He's not a young player anymore. He's trying to get his, um, his max money. But, I mean, from what we've been hearing about, like, um, the Houston Rockets trying to line up sign and trade deals. I mean, if it's not the Sixers, it's the Rockets. That's all. That's all I'm about to say. I don't think the sign and trade is a good idea at all, and it makes no sense to me whether the Sixers be willing to do this. You're taking on I don't know what Capella's exact contract, but he's making close to thirty million dollars a year, and he's worth nowhere near that. And plus, he's a center. You have Joel Embiid, and you might point, oh, you get Eric Gordon, but Eric Gordon is not worth. The $16 million he's getting every year. You already have J.J. Redick on that team. And I was pretty much an agent. If, this, if they re-sign J.J. Redick, you don't, need an, you don't need an Eric Gordon. They're the same exact player pretty much. 
They do need shooters, but Eric Gordon over J.J. Redick isn't a good idea. J.J. Redick, there's been many nights this year where he was going off for 22, 23 points, but not taking that many shots. He's extremely efficient. So I don't see a sign-and-trade being beneficial to the Sixers because they're taking on more salary cap for players that they really don't need. Also, June Butler on the Rockets would make absolutely no sense. I mean, yes, the Rockets need to shake it up and get and get rid of some pieces and get some new pieces. But how, would you would June Butler really make the Rockets a lot better? I mean, you already have Chris Paul, Chris Paul and James Harden. I mean, they are two ball dominant players. Jimmy Butler thrives in the late game situations where he's going to hit that clutch shot. He's not going to be taking that clutch shot with the Houston Rockets. First is going to be James Harden. Second is going to be Chris Paul. And James Harden never gives the ball up. When is he ever going to get the ball in late games? He's just going to be like the guy in the corner who does nothing. That's not Jimmy Butler's game. Like, he can't be that on an NBA team. It would, it would not work out. So, yeah, that's, that's why he's not going to the Rockets. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say on that. All right, then. Next, we're going to move on to Kemba Walker. Now, Kemba Walker, you wasted your whole career playing for the Hornets. I mean, I know you had no choice. You were coming off a miracle season at UConn. But you've wasted your career. The Celtics right now, they're the perfect situation for you. Brad Stevens has a great system that fits players who are unselfish, who can still play. Uh, the Celtics also have a ton of salary cap uh, opening up because Al Horford has declined his option. It looks like he is moving on, along with Kyrie Irving, who reportedly signed with the Brooklyn Nets. And Woj tweeted today that you are a uh, very good chance of signing with the Celtics. It's almost a guarantee. Uh, wait till the 10th of paper. And another thing is, you have a non-ego. The Celtics uh, massively underachieved last year, and many blame that on Kyrie Irving's ego. You, you on the team will completely solve all their issues. You're getting at a player who can average 24 points a game. It would be perfect for them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Kemba Walker is not a huge step down from Kyrie Irving, even though it is a step down. It, Ky- Kemba Walker comes in without all those personality issues that Kyrie Irving had. I mean, he's going to mesh well with pretty much everyone on the team. The Boston is going to love him. Like, he's such a, he's just a great guy. I mean, he fits well with the Boston culture. And it's the East. Anyone can make a run at it. They'll still make the playoffs. Probably be like a five or six seed. And who knows, maybe win a few rounds in the playoffs. But, I mean, the Hornets at this point, Kemba Walker's not an idiot. He knows they're not going anywhere. Even though you can get the money, he's going to make money anywhere. Anyway, if he goes to the Celtics, it's going to be a lot of, like, 50 million less. And that is a lot. I'm not going to tell him not to take that. But the Hornets, they're not going anywhere. And he'd be locked up in in Charlotte for the next five years. Why would you ever want to do that? They're never going to win a playoff series. And you've proven that you can't leave them with that horrible roster. But with the Celtics, you have guys that you can rely on. So I think it's a no-brainer that the Boston Celtics are the best place for him. I do think he's going to end up there. Um, I agree. Another, another reason why he's most likely out the door, um, the Hornets – I'm not really sure if they want to even give him that max money, that super max money, and I don't think anyone's really worth that. But I mean, Woj has made it clear that the Celtics have emerged the front runner to get him. I mean, you know they can give him that max money, but they're, they're gonna need, they're gonna need to let Terry Rozier also walk because if they if he if he tries to resign, even though he's made it clear he doesn't want to, they're not gonna have enough room to get him. But I do think that's the best situation for him. To add on to that, the only thing we know about the Kemba Walker scenario is that the Hornets are screwed no matter what they do. If they give Kemba Walker the Supermax, you're screwed. You're not winning anything. You're no free agent one compared to the Hornets. And when he's leaving, you were too good last year to get a good enough draft pick. And you're probably going to be in the tank for many years to come. Michael Jordan, fix this team now. Even if Kemba Walker leaves, they already have so many awful contracts that they signed Nicholas Batum, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Tyler Zeller. None of these guys are good at all. So if you sign, re-sign Kemba Walker, you're going to be in the Nutrition Tax either way. You're going to be awful. But if, if you let him go, you're still going to be awful. So, I mean, just let him go. They'll save some money, but not that much. Next, Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson is probably one of the most underappreciated players in the NBA until this finals. Really saw how good he was, uh, and everyone gave the condolence to him when he tore his ACL. So Klay will be out this whole year. And he was going to get the five-year 240 Supermax if he made an NBA, all-NBA team, but he did not. So the Warriors now can offer him a max of five-year uh, $190 million. And it was reported today that he is going to get that max. And he has said all along, his dad has said it, that he is staying. Plus, the Warriors have no other choice with Kevin Durant being out. So I can't see a situation of Clay not playing for the Warriors for the rest of his career. Yeah, there's really no way... 
Clay Thompson goes to any other team besides the Golden State Warriors, unless the Warriors don't want to give him that max money. I mean, it's pretty much a guarantee that the Warriors are going to give him that, offer him that deal the second free agency starts. The only way he's leaving is if they don't offer that money. And honestly, where would he even go? He'd be a great fit on any team, but I mean, the Warriors, the Warriors can't afford to lose him if there's a big chance KD is leaving. So, I mean, if, they, if you lose Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, what do you have left? Steph and Jermon? That's not a, that's not a championship contending team. So you got to keep Clay and give him that max money. I mean, yeah, I, I agree that he'll probably return to the Warriors. I mean, I don't get why the Warriors wouldn't want to give him the max money. I mean, he has a decent chance to return at the end of next season to playoffs. I mean, he can help contribute in the playoffs. So, and you're, there's a really good chance of losing more um, KD. Why don't why why do you not give him the max? And I think he loves it in the Bay. I mean, he's made it clear, and his dad's made it clear. He wants to run it back. He wants to try and win another championship. I think I think Golden State's the only place for him. Uh, yeah, Clay Thompson. Nothing. Really, he, he's a very quiet guy, so there's not really uh, much to say about him. And uh, I can't see him signing with the Lakers or the Clippers, even though it said that he would take a meeting with them. He'd be a good fit, but still wouldn't work. Uh, next, we're going to talk about uh, Tobias Harris. Now, Tobias Harris probably has the quietest free agency of any player of all time. No one knows what Tobias Harris is thinking, along with Kawhi Leonard, who's nowhere near that caliber, so he's not talked about as much. Kawhi, uh, Tobias Harris is one of those guys that's, I'm going to put him as a B-plus player on his best nights, maybe an A-minus. He's, he's looking for a max contract, and he's not worth that money. But I do think it's in the Philadelphia 76ers' best interest to re-sign him. They played, I don't even know if it was 16 games with the Big Four last year. And in those 16 games they played, they were outstanding. So I think that if Tobias Harris really cares about um, his basketball career, he should stay in uh, Philly where he can uh, get his money and he can win games. I do agree that the right move for Tobias Harris would be signing with the Philadelphia 76ers, but... In all honesty, I have a feeling he's going to sign with the Utah Jazz. And the Jazz have emerged as a pretty nice dark horse in free agency this upcoming year. I mean, they just pulled off a nice trade for Mike Conley. And if you have Mike Conley and, and Donovan Mitchell in your backcourt, that's a great that's a great backcourt right there. And if, if you are able to sign Tobias Harris in free agency, that's, that's a solid, that's a solid um, big three right there. And you also, you also got Rudy Gobert at the center. So, I mean, that's a great team. And I know... You could be thinking, oh, it's it's the West. Why would you want to leave a great team in um, in Philly? I mean, he didn't really th- do that well in Philly, honestly. Like, his, his three-point percentage is way down. He didn't have really much impact on games at all. They ha- Philly has three superstars. I mean, the, you, you can't really say that about the Jazz. Donald Mitchell isn't a superstar. Mike Conley's trending downward in his career, and Rudy Gobert doesn't score. It's on the defensive end, so... I think Tobias Harris could have a really big impact on the Jazz, and they could be a serious threat in the West if he joins them. I agree that he was, I feel like he was undervalued in Philly. I mean, once they had Jimmy, he was pretty much their number one scoring option, was Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. They kind of made him like a corner, like a corner shooter. That's not him. He's, he's a scorer. He needs the ball in his hands. He can't be sitting in the corner the whole game. But if, if he cares about the money more and he wants to get his money, he knows that if the Sixers really want him to stay. They're going to give him the max, and he's going to get the max. A dark horse team, though, to bring up about Tobias Harris has to be the Brooklyn Nets. If the Nets don't get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, I think Tobias Harris would be an outstanding fit. He is a uh, scorer, not a, not really more of a shooter, but he shoots the ball lights out on his best days. The Nets are in need of a uh, stretch four, or we can also play three. And plus, Tobias Harris is an extremely underrated defender. So I think that if he does not want to stay in Philly, that uh, the Nets would be a great place for him. I do think the Nets, also, <clears throat> the Nets would also be a great fit, but it all depends on KD and Kyrie. Obviously, if you're getting KD and Kyrie, you're not signing Tobias Harris. He's a huge step down. But, I mean, if you miss out on both those guys, you can, you, you can walk away for agency being, oh, I got D'Lo and Tobias Harris. That's, that's a nice class right there. You got to be happy with that. They have the opportunity to sign. They could get KD and Tobias. If KD wants to go to the, don't they have enough room for two max spots? Yeah, but while KD, KD is only going to the I mean, Nets, no, no, no. Kyrie's going. No, I'm saying they could get Kyrie and Tobias. Yeah, you said KD. KD could go to the Knicks. Yeah, they could, they could get a Kyrie and Tobias. Oh, did I say the wrong names? Yeah. I meant 
Kyrie and Tobias. And that is a possibility. That, that would that would make sense. I could see that happening. But, yeah, that, I think that would work. Add a nice shooter for Kyrie, a nice second man. That could work. The next wave of free agents has to be D'Angelo Russell and Marcus Cousins of the world. These are guys that um, their free agency uh, very largely depends on other guys' decisions. And the first has to be D'Angelo Russell. If the Brooklyn Nets just signed Kyrie Irving, there is no way in the world that D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie Irving are going to work together. They have to be two of the worst, maybe even the worst defensive backfoot of all time, even though they both can score the ball. So I think that if the Brooklyn Nets just walk away with Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo Russell is out the door. And I think a great team for him has to be the Timberwolves. He came off a fantastic season. He took the Brooklyn Nets, who were, I don't know exactly, they were like 9-18, and they won six straight games or seven straight games. And from there, they just surged on. He averaged 21-7-4 and and after uh, being labeled as a bust on the Lakers. But uh, the Nets feel like they don't need a deal anymore. And I think the Timberwolves would be the perfect fit. He is a great friend of Carl Anthony Towns. And um, the Timberwolves, they have Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, two guys who have massively underachieved. There's no way those two should not have uh, been as bad as they were without Jimmy Butler. And I think that uh, they need a nice scoring guard, not necessarily just a big man like Cat, because the NBA is trending more towards a, um, a guards league. And I also think that D'Andrew Russell's distributing is very underrated. So if you pair him with Carl Anthony Towns, along with the great chemistry they already have, those two could be an unstoppable duo to go along with guys like Andrew Wiggins, who still have the potential to be great players, but look like they're trending downwards. I don't think it's a secret that um, D'Angelo Russell fits best with the Brooklyn Nets, and he wants to stay there. He has stated that it is it is his preference to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. He has found a home there in Brooklyn, and he fits just so well with the city and the team, and him and Kenny Atkinson have proven to be a great duo. They just work so well together. But honestly, he might get pushed out. It's really unfortunate. But if he gets pushed out, I honestly see him going to the Indiana Pacers. I mean, he could step into that role that Zero Depot had the past few seasons. And with Victor Depot being out until probably December of this upcoming season, he could, the Indians could really thrive and just really get used to the city of Indiana. I mean, no one thought, really thought anything big was going to happen in Brooklyn when he first got traded. It's it was a it's a basketball like no one no one really thought of Brooklyn Nets as a great basketball team that could be good in the playoffs. I mean, and that could be dissimilar with Indiana. I mean, Victor Oladipo kind of popped out of nowhere. He's a late bloomer. So was Velo. Yeah, I mean, it took him a few years to get adjusted. But I mean, with the Indiana Pacers, him and him and um, Victor Oladipo form one of the great backcourts in the NBA. And also, it's in the East. It's not that it's not that different. He knows how to play against those teams. Um, like it's. In the, in the East, if he goes to the Timberwolves, it's going to be very difficult for him to ever probably even win a playoff series. Like, I can't see them winning the playoff series in the next few years if he goes to the Timberwolves. Like, with Carl Anthony Towns, like, that's a great duo right there. But Andrew Wiggins, I mean, we all know he's at this point with his work ethic, nothing special is going to be come from that. With the Pacers, though, with him, Victor Oladipo, also got to mention Miles Turner, great center. Um, got a great supporting cast. I mean, he could do something special with the Pacers. With George Bowen once he comes back. If he wants to actually compete and win a championship, you should go to the Lakers. They freed up enough room. They freed up about like a, a little over $30 million in cap room. They can give him that max money. And you know, Magic Johnson's gone. He was the one that said he was childish. He wasn't a leader. So he, he had a fresh start in LA. And I think that's the best. He can get the most money from LA and the best chance to win a championship. Playing with AD and LeBron. If you're D'Angelo Russell, are you really going to go back to the Lakers? I know Magic Johnson's not there, but can you seriously go back after what that franchise did to you? They just threw you out the door for Lonzo Ball, who hasn't, who has proven to not be that great of a player as of yet. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell was a much better player than him, and it's kind of clear he was at the time. But um, can you really go back there to be the third wheel to LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Is it? Is his? Is a championship? Like, is that, does he need that right now? He's still really young. I'm just saying with the Pacers, you could, it's, it's not out, out the door to win a championship with the Pacers. I mean, it is, is, it is the East. He'll probably sign a, a four-year deal. I mean, who knows, in three years, East could be totally different. The Sixers could be not that good. The Raptors, the Bucks, you don't know. So you can't, you can't say that to go to the Lakers, he, he wants to compete for a championship. It's just 
it's just unlikely at this point. I can't. I know there have been reports. There have been reports about um that Magic Johnson, since Magic Johnson's gone, he doesn't care. But honestly, I can't. I can't see that happening. I think. I think it comes down if he wants to play in a big market or not. I mean, if he wants to play in a big market, he's going to the Lakers. If he doesn't want to, if he doesn't care about that that much, then I I see the Pacers are a pretty good fit. It didn't work the first time in a big city, so I don't think it would work again. That being said, then maybe the Pacers or the Timberwolves would be best case scenario for Debo. I think playing in a big city has to be the most irrelevant factor in D'Angelo's decision. The Brooklyn Nets, they're still in the biggest city in New York, in New York City, and the Los Angeles Lakers. He was nowhere near as bad as anyone said. His rookie year with Kobe Bryant taking every shot, he still averaged 13 points a game and averaged 15 the next year. He was improving every year. To say that he can't thrive in a big city has to be the most meaningless thing I've ever heard. And to go along with his championship hopes, uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, that definitely has to be a priority for him at this point. He's still very young, but he's proven that he can play at a level where he can compete for championships. So I think it largely depends on how the Nets uh, decide to move on from this, and that will be uh, up to them, not Diva. But he stated that he want, his preference is to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. You can argue that the Nets are not a championship contender. So obviously it's not his – obviously the Nets can, can – do make noise in the playoffs, but they're probably not competing for a championship in the next two years. So it's obviously not that's not the one thing he's focused on. That's one of the things that'd be a nice bonus and that's a possibility with the Nets, but I don't think he's gonna go to the Lakers being like, I need to win a championship to save my career, like something Carmelo Anthony would do. Um, I didn't say that uh, that is Delo's priority. That's what I think should be part of his priority, uh, to win championships because you play the game to win. Next guy we have here is DeMarcus Cousins. This is probably the hardest one to predict because he's been labeled as the guy who the the guys on the cap space, if they strike out on he go to the Knicks, he go to the Clippers, he go to the Nets. Probably not the Nets. They don't really fit a style of play, but the Lakers, they don't get anybody. Um, right now, I'm going to say he goes to the Clippers because I feel like that they uh, are willing to take the chance on him, just give him a big one-year deal and uh, see how good the team can be from next year. And... Hopefully, I mean, there aren't many free agents, so I, I love you to things. It just depends on who strikes out, and right now we don't know who's going to strike out. So I'm still going to say the Clippers. Instead of me saying where I think Boogie Cousins is going to go first, I'm going to say where he's definitely not going to go and definitely should not go. He's de- he definitely should not go to the New York Knicks. I mean, nothing with that would work at all. You have Mitchell Robinson, who has who he showed a lot of potential in his rookie season. You don't want to get a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, who I guess could mentor him, but like, you don't want to, you want Mitchell Robinson to start and like, get some starting minutes and improve in the NBA. He's not going to do that with DeMarcus Cousins on the team. Second of all, Knicks, um, the Knicks GM has stated, stated earlier this season, the Knicks are not just going to sign like, second or third level, tier level free agents if they miss out on the KVs or the Kyrie's or the Kawhi's. Like, they're not just going to spend their money for absolutely no reason like they have in the past. They're going to be smarter this time. It's different management. You're not going to sign DeMarcus Cousins to a big con- contract or even just a mid-sized contract for him to play meaningless minutes on a team that's not going to make any noise in the playoffs. It's just it's just dumb. The Knicks, the Knicks management is too smart to do that. And yes, I'm saying the Knicks management is too smart to do that. Second of all, where I do think he's going, I mean, we really don't know at this point, but my prediction is that he signs with the Dallas Mavericks. And the reason I could see him sign with the Dallas Mavericks is the Mavericks love signing these centers. They're always interested in these, like, pretty good fives, you know. Last year they signed DeAndre Jordan. That didn't really work out. And he got traded. I'm not saying DeMarcus Cousins to the Mavs would work out. I'm not saying that's an ideal fit. I'm just saying that's what I think is going to happen. Because DeMarcus Cousins is going to have a huge market. I mean, it was proven last year. He didn't have a huge market. That's a big, not a big deal with the Warriors. He signs with the Mavericks, you know. He already got... Um, two great teammates in Kristaps Porzingis and and um, Luka Doncic. I mean, that could be. It is the West, so it's going to be hard. But I think that'd be a great opportunity for him to prove himself again with those two players. But I mean, it is. It's not an ideal situation. He he doesn't really have many options at this point. Um, I think for Boogie, it really comes down with, like what his to what his priorities are. If he wants to win, I say maybe he signs with the Warriors again, takes less money. But if he wants if he's trying to get a big salary, I mean, I could see a team like the the Kings maybe 
Because Willie Cully Stein's most likely out the door. He's made that very clear. Back I mean, to the Kings. You never know. Boogie, you don't. You never know what he's thinking about. The Willie Cully Stein's out the door. Maybe he wants to go back to the Kings. Well, you don't never go back to that dysfunctional franchise. Okay. Well, maybe, never made the playoffs with. The Kings, not the, I don't think the Kings would ever do that. They they've moved on. The Kings are successful now. If they want a real center to come back and play the big play big for them, Willie Cully Stein's at the door. Maybe Bagley. He's not a center. It's small. It's small ball these days. You know, you can play center any day. Small ball lineups are a thing, but I'm saying, in general, he's a power forward. Okay. Even if Demarcus Cousins mm-hmm. wanted to go back to the Kings, the Kings wouldn't take him. Okay. More, more realistic. Even if Demarcus Cousins wanted to go back to the Golden State Warriors, why would they want him? He had one like one game in the NBA Finals where everyone could say he played like really well. There's no doubt there. But he really did not fit well at the Warriors. He was injured the whole year, which I guess was a known factor, but. He didn't play well. He, he really had to get into shape. And this is going to be a really hot take right here. I think Demarcus Cousins has four years max on the league left. It's very clear he's way on the decline. Um, before the Achilles injury that keeps occurring, he was pro- uh, probably the best center in the league. He's having 28 and 12. But I think um, Demarcus Cousins, you're going to have to get very lucky this offseason, and we wish it to you. I see why you think the Kings aren't more realistic, but a more realistic option for Boogie. I mean, last year, last year Chris Haynes tweeted that Boogie's, um, Boogie was thinking, he was picking between the Warriors and the Celtics. So if, if Kemba Walker doesn't end up with the Celtics, then maybe Cousins goes there and it's a quick max, one-year max, I don't know. But last year it was between the Warriors and the Celtics. So it could really be anything with Boogie. So we've hit every pre, uh, major free agent this offseason. So now I'm going to open the floor for a little bit of debate here. And I think uh, Jack here really wants to talk about Kevin Durant to the next. Uh, yeah, so throughout the, be- throughout the beginning of the season and this season, all the reports saying Katie to the Knicks, 100%. Like, multiple reporters even claimed that it's, a, it's pretty much a done deal. But as time has gone on, we've seen, like, speculation, ooh, Knicks, oh, he's not going to go there. Oh wait, Kyrie's not going to go to the Knicks. Oh wait, Kyrie's going to the Nets. Oh wait, Katie's going to the Knicks. To going to the Nets. Oh, the Nets have the best odds to sign Kyrie and KD. I mean, we know. I think it is true that it's a fifty-fifty between Brooklyn and the Knicks at this point. I can't see him staying with the Warriors after that Achilles injury. I mean, I think he had a better chance before the Achilles injury to stay with the Warriors, but it still wasn't great then. But I mean, now it's really between. Oh. It is really between the Nets and the Knicks, and I'm I'm pretty sure we can all say, except this man Johnny right here, that Kyrie is going to the Nets. Like that is for sure. Everything has been pointing towards that he's going to the Nets. Literally everything. So I think Kyrie, like with your KD, why would you go to a Knicks team without Kyrie? The whole point of, of those reports early in the year saying he's going to the Knicks is because Kyrie was going to the Knicks also, so that would be a great duo. Since Kyrie's going to the Nets. That's definitely going to be enough for Katie to sound the Nets. Like, it's not strong enough for him to... It's not going to resound Golden State. Why don't you sound the Knicks by yourself? You can't get anyone. Where else are you going? The Clippers? Like, no, you're not going to the Clippers. You're going to the Nets. With Kevin Durant, though, I think that the most realistic report now is Kyrie prefers the Nets. Kevin Durant prefers the Knicks. Everyone's been saying that Kyrie's recruiting Kevin Durant to Brooklyn, which is true. But I still believe that Kevin Durant wants to prove to everyone that, well... Uh, that he doesn't care what we think, and I think that the Knicks are the perfect situation to prove him that. He can sign the Knicks on, a, uh, on the max, and who knows, maybe he can convince Kyrie Irving to come sign with them. I still think him to Brooklyn is a uh, done deal, but I think Kevin Durant to the Knicks makes much more sense. He'll have the opportunity. He'll be, the Knicks fans will be patient with him for one year because we know what we're going to get after him for the next four years or five years. And plus, this is a very dark horse, but... Kawhi Leonard is still taking a meeting with the Knicks and no one knows what could happen. Katie and Kawhi would be an amazing duo. Would uh, Jack or Johnny like to comment on that? I mean, that would be an amazing duo, but we all know Kawhi is not going to go to the Knicks. He has so many other better options, even though I think he's going to Toronto. Obviously, the Lakers, that would be a much more ideal spot. Pretty much because, I mean, in the first year, he wouldn't even have Katie to be on the floor with him. It would literally be Kawhi. Versus five other players. Like, you don't got anyone other, anyone on the Knicks to help you there. So, I mean, that would just... I don't see that happening. Although, he's going to take a meeting with him. It's not... He's just going to want to hear him out. So, I don't think that's going to be beneficial at all. Johnny? 
Um, I mean, I don't really have much to say. I don't really have much to say. I mean, I still believe Kevin Durant's going to the Knicks. I mean, he has so many connections. He, he's been hanging out in Manhattan for the past week. I haven't seen him in Brooklyn at all. I haven't seen him trying to explore what's over in Brooklyn. I mean, I just think all signs, all signs point toward him going to the Knicks. And he's not. I don't think he's as. I don't think he's that concerned with what Kyrie's trying to do. I mean, he he is, but I think he's, I think he's more trying to make his own decision right now. Kyrie and Katie, they've also had dinner twice since um, the NBA Finals ended. So clearly, they're trying to be on the same page here, and they're definitely taking into consideration what each other's plans are. So, I mean, you have to. If Kyrie is going to the Nets, that is going to be a determining factor to where KD signs. But maybe KD can convince Kyrie to come play for the Knicks. It's, that's that's not going to happen, though. Because Why can't Kyrie, it happen? Because KD is definitely going to take much longer to decide where he's going to go. Kyrie to the Nets is going to get done. First 24 hours, free agency starts. Kevin Rand's decision is going is gonna, to gonna need the first free agent off the board. Are, are you serious? Kevin Rand's going to be the first free agent off the board. You really think so? Yeah. Why? People have been saying that. I think he's been mulling the two te- mulling offers of two teams for the past week. He's been in New York for a while. He's been thinking about it, and a lot of people have been talking about this. I think he, he will be so one much, of the first so much off the change board. for him though recently with the Achilles injury, just ev- and trades things have made. Like you, do, every there's only like other factors that there, I, I guarantee he will not be the first major free agent off the board. He will it will take him at least four days for him to decide, just like it did. Four years ago, with the Warriors, it took him what? How many days did it take him? He signed July fourth. It took him like it took him three day, three to four days for him to decide. I think it's gonna be the same here. Well, here's our takes on NBA free agency. Thank you for listening to the first episode of CP for Three podcast. Thank you, Jack and Johnny, for coming on. Hope to have it's you on soon. Thank you. Thank you.